Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for women in midlife that is attempting to light the way through the brain fog and exhaustion with a mixture of mirth, merriment, bad language and recommendations of good gin. Tanqueray Seville is mine. I'm Sarah Kaywood, 90s pocket rocket with many a fabulous showbiz yarn to tell you if you get me drunk enough. And my co-host is lovely Lou Mitchell, who knows all those stories already. Thank you for your evergreen patience and love, you incredible human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can find a few more to dig out next gin I was going to say, I just wish I'd been there. That would have, well, that would have been oh, what? fun, this, well, well, that would have made it a threesome, <laughs> darling. Because, oh no, I don't want to be there for that. <laughs> Those stories. No, those you're all right. Stories. One on one's enough for me. Thanks. We're really excited to have a fantastic partnership with Yoppy on this season of Irregular Bitches. Irregular Bitches. Okay, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I don't feel great about the fact that I've been using products that have been treated with bleach up my vagina. So I was very excited about being able to partner up with Yoppy, a period care company. They use only high quality, environmentally friendly ingredients and materials, which make them plastic free, cruelty free. And vegan. Woohoo! The packaging looks pretty sexy too, so you can strut across the office proudly showing off your period care. I love it. All you have to do is answer a simple quiz and Yoppy will formulate the perfect package of period care and PMS supplements because let's face it, Lou, one size does not fit all. It certainly does not. And you don't need to worry about sending people out to get period products for you as they're tailored to your cycle and delivered in a lush box straight through your letterbox. That's not a euphemism. So please head over to yoppy.com slash irregular bitches. That's Y-O-P-P-I-E dot com slash irregular bitches to get 50% off your first two orders when you sign up for a subscription to any product. Plus, you can even earn rewards by referring your friends. And shipping's free. Irregular bitches. Fabulous. That was just a little bit about Yoppy, our amazing partners for this season of the podcast. How are you, babe? Yeah, I'm good. I got my Dutch test results from the hormone fairy this tell, week. Tell, 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 tell. I've mm. been dying to find out about this. Right, so tell us. Was they it good? were enlightening. Yeah, well, do you know what it is? Uh, they, yeah, they're not cheap, but I am very glad I spent the money because right. I now know that my testosterone is in the range of being in perimenopause. Mm-hmm. My progesterone is the same, slap bang in the middle of being in perimenopause. And my estrogen is not. My estrogen is really high. Mm. So Lola's response to that was, well, that's because you're such a woman mum, which I obviously found hilarious. But what it's led to is Kat has said that whilst, yes, it may appear that having high estrogen is great because that part of you isn't in, mer- many per- in perimenopause, what it means is, is that actually I've got to flush my system through because I'm not getting rid of 
the hormones that I should be. Mm. So she's given me um, some changes to my diet, which we know what they are because that's the green leafy vegetables. Is that the cruciferous stuff? The yeah, dim? but I can't say that. So I just call it green, green, green leafy, leafy vegetables. Veg- yes. Yeah, so I've got to take a dim supplement. It's the fibrous vegetables is my understanding too. Things like broccoli and... Broccoli. So, and Yeah. So the fi- cruci- cruciferous, I think. Cruciferous. Cruciferous. Think of crucify because that's what you do when you eat loads of broccoli. You crucify yourself, or when you cook it. In my case, <laughs> yeah. So that. So I've got to take a dim, a dim supplement to get more yeah. of that in me, and I've got to increase my B three vitamin and my B twelve vitamin, and I've got to drink three liters of water. So I'm peeing like three a good liters. One. I was going to say, yeah, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm about to. I know it does settle down. I have been here before several years ago when I was being very healthy, but I'm, I'm working my way back up to three liters. It's going to flush all this stuff out. But does it flush your system? Like, yes. does it? Because I I don't drink loads of water because it bores me having to go to the bloody loo mm. all the time. I haven't got fucking time. No, it calms down. Your body gets used to it. it it's I right. think it's sort of. Okay. When, and also it's about little and often so it's not about down half a litre and then because then you are going to be weighing every yeah. half an hour so little yeah. and often throughout the day I'm at two litres I need to be at three to flush my system I need to take these supplements I oh and I'm starting the day with a hot lemon piece of lemon in hot water instead of a cup of tea so hopefully all those things should mean that I should flush my system through and I've also got to sort out my cortisol levels because my cortisol levels are either really high or really mm. low, which explains why I crash in the afternoon. feel like I've got jet lag. So that's to do with evening out blood sugar. I've got to eat more protein. So mm. I, I've got a much better handle on what I need to do now. And whilst, yes, it was expensive, I'm kind of glad I did it. I know now as well. I know what's going on. Yeah. Just if you are, if you have tuned in like late through the series and you missed and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> uh, we had a lady called um, Kat on and she is at the Hormone Fairy on Instagram. And, and she does this thing called the Dutch test, which is like, a, it's it stands for, what is it? Dried urine something. Dried urine something, something or other. You have to wee on a bit yeah. of paper four times through the day. Yeah. And it basically is a really good marker of where your hormones are at much better than a, your average GP by all accounts. Yeah, well, it's better than a blood test because it's taken four times throughout the day and it's yeah. done at a certain point in your cycle as well. So so I know now. I might have just saved my pennies because I'm at this, I, I'm feel, I'm at this really frustrating juncture where I'm taking, I'm spending so much money on supplements. I'm mm. on HRT. I um, am literally, I'm exercising. I'm trying to get enough sleep and I'm not necessarily feeling... I would expect by now to feel epic and I don't and it's frustrating me. Do you feel okay though? I feel okay, yeah. Right. My uh, my moods are okay. So the HRT is definitely ta- like the mood swings have definitely and the CBD as well has really helped. So anxiety, mm. depression, mood swings, snappiness, all of that's actually so mentally I'm golden. It's physically, yeah. Mm. On today's episode, we have possibly one of our most important guests to date. Karen Arthur is a fashion designer, mother, spectacle model and empty nester. She has a wonderful Instagram account called Menopause Whilst Black, which highlights all the ways that this tricky bit of life can be different for women of colour. And it can. She's also a fellow podcaster. Of course she is. (laughs) Welcome, Karen. Thank you for coming on, Karen. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I am well. Very well. Looking fabulous. You look amazing. Amazing. Obviously very frustrating for people that are listening to the podcast when we start going on about how amazing our guests look, but you really... At the end, we'll take a little photo so we can put it on Instagram. Yeah. How are you, Karen? I'm good. 
I'm good. Lo- it's a lovely day so far. You're making good. me laugh. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Just before we started recording, I won't say what we were talking about, but I was just regaling Karen with some. Well, it was you started it with your Cardi B chat. Thank you. I did <laughs> not start it. I did She's not. So, Don't even try it. There are witnesses. Um, there, I abs- <laughs> she absolutely did. But I just took it that Tied a bit too far, like I always do. No, never. Um, <laughs> How unlike um, you. <laughs> stop it. Karen, talk to us about menopause whilst black, because obviously we are white. So we need to know, because I remember on the Davina documentary, I remember the clip of you saying anyone would think that women of colour don't have menopause. Mm. And it is different. And it was a bit of a light bulb moment for me because I w- I had completely just assumed it was a female thing. It was just women and we all struggled in the same way. And I hadn't stopped to think that it might be different for different races. So um, just tell us how you got started and about your journey, really. Well, six years ago, I was just over six years ago, I was a teacher. I was in a teaching career. I had been doing that for 28 years. And I entered a period of anxiety and depression. Mm. But I also was entering menopause at the same time. So both my daughters had gone to university and they were living their best lives. I thought I would love having the house to myself and knowing where all my clothing was. But after a couple, you know, I relate. But after a couple of days, I didn't like it at all. It's autumn. It's getting darker and colder. Mm-hmm. I, I can no longer focus. I have to focus on myself because before I was focusing on my girls. I start to look at the fact that my life, and I'm not really happy about it, but more to the point, I don't know what to do about it. Mm. And at this point, um, I'm suffering from tingly legs were my first symptom and hot flushes. But I literally put this to the back of my head because I was also suffering from brain fog, because I couldn't remember basic things that I'd always remembered, because my job required me to be at the top of my game and I wasn't Mm. able to do that. I didn't feel I could tell anybody. And suppressing all of that made me really ill. Mm-hmm. And also I the things I hadn't, you know, um, addressed from a relationship in the past and things like that. I put everybody else first, like many do. And what basically happened is I ended up having time off. I had to be signed off for anxiety and depression. I was concerned about getting back to work, getting better to get back to work. Mm. Um, and things weren't getting better. I went to the doctor's. Our focus was on the fact that my mental well-being and not on menopause, although we did have the same conversation in the same appointment. But at the time, she offered me antidepressants, Mm -hmm. which is very common. And I said, not yet. Let me see what else I can do. I'll try meditation. I'll try I'll try other things. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until a few months afterwards, maybe sort of April, March, just before I left my job, where the penny dropped where the hot flushes I was having, Mm. I realised weren't my faulty heating. (laughs) It was actually me. I didn't need to open all the windows and let all the heat. It was me (laughs) causing this, you know. When I left teaching, I thought I'd get better straight away because I thought it was my job and it wasn't my job. It Mm. was everything, you know. Mm. And so I became very, very silent. And what I noticed was no one at that time, everybody's talking about menopause now. At that time, yeah. six years ago, no one was talking right. about it. No one. Yeah, may even have preceded Meg Matthews, I think. Yeah. May even just because yeah. she sort of yeah. preceded. So really, you were out there on your own, weren't you? Well, I was out there on my own and I was 
I think I was in a little bit of denial. It's not that I didn't want to be going through menopause. It's just that I was more focused on the fact that what was I going to do? Mm. Who would I be if I wasn't a teacher? We're we're often defined by our jobs. One of the first things we say is, what's your name? What do you do? You know, pre-COVID when we actually went out. (laughs) So I didn't know how to navigate the world. And I got very ill. And I noticed that when I started to get better, I went into therapy finally gifted myself the you know therapy which was just incredible I thought I'd go for six weeks and I ended up going for three years was it psychotherapy or counseling okay yeah I had a therapist she lived seven minutes walk away from me amazing uh, and that was the only reason yeah and it was the only reason Sometimes I left the house, reason you went yeah. If I'm honest. yeah yeah and I started to as I started to get better I didn't notice I was getting better but I noticed my relationship with fashion had changed so I started to deliberately look for clothes that would make me feel better because what had also happened in that same year is my dear aunt Monica passed away suddenly and I say dear even though we barely saw each other I saw her maybe twice a year Mm. and she went into hospital she lived in Peckham which isn't very far from me I'm in southeast London she went into hospital she had a series of trips into hospitals and then one time she didn't come out And whilst she was in, I was imagining the perfect niece I'd be. Mm. And so I fantasised about all the things we were going to do together. And then she went and it absolutely floored me. Mm. So there's grief, there's depression, there's anxiety. It's a perfect storm. Absolutely. And there's menopause, you know. So I started to talk about where you're happy. I started to become more honest. So I talked about where you're happy. I talked about the fact that I was going older. I talked about my symptoms. I just talked about, I just talked really. Mm. And at the time it was very Twitter based because Instagram wasn't what it is now. Mm -hmm. And then we fast forward to last year, a year ago exactly, when I started the Menopause Whilst Black account because I just got to the point where I wasn't having it anymore. I I googled menopause, you click images and all you got were pictures of very sad white women with fans. Similar, (laughs) by the way, to a picture that is accompanying an article about menopause in The Independent this week. Hmm. Honestly. Well, shouldn't they know better? It's a bloody independent. It's not the Daily Mail. It's a stock image of a white woman with white hair, head in hands and a fan. Honestly, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, I think we're on. Yeah. We're so on the same page when it comes to starting yeah. podcasts because you're still Karen. You didn't change. Yeah. You didn't become a white woman with you know white it, hair and a fan. It is lazy, mm. but it's also the stereotype that we've all been fed, right? Mm-hmm. Which mean, which is why women fear aging. Full stop. Mm. So George Floyd was murdered. Ahmed Arbery was murdered. Mm. Breonna Taylor was murdered. So many, we were all at home and we were a captive audience and Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. quite rightly blew up. But it wasn't that it was something new. It was that suddenly the world took notice and I was stuck at home. I'm a fashion designer. So of course I was making face masks. I had a lot of orders and I'm glad I had that because one, it saved my business at the time, but two, it gave me something to do. Mm. I strongly believe that creativity heals and I've always felt that being able to sew and being able to be creative is something that keeps my mind active Mm. yeah but you couldn't escape this Mm. you couldn't escape this so I went very quiet Instagram became a place where everybody wanted to diversify their feed so suddenly I had 400 extra followers exposed I felt I felt Mm. exposed and it made me incredibly uncomfortable and a lot of my black friends who are I don't know micro influencers whatever you want to call us felt exactly the same way so I went quiet I went quiet for exactly five days (laughs) 
That was my next question. How long did that last, Karen? Right? (laughs) Exactly five days, which is quite a long time in terms of social media. But then I I was angry. Mm. I was angry and sad thinking about, okay, so I'm doing research. I'm looking about, I'm finding out about menopause. I find this research from 2018 that is based in America, which is saying that People from African-American descent, because that, that's the other thing, it's hardly any research for, for different cultures, mm. are more likely to start menopause up to two years earlier and to suffer from symptoms, especially hot flushes, for longer. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, I'm sorry, what? Why isn't this common knowledge? And then I'm thinking, how are black women who are menopausal, who are stuck at home, who are suffering from all their symptoms, also coping with watching people who look like us our sons our brothers our daughters being murdered how are mm. they doing that yeah and i put i videoed it i put it on instagram, <laughs> instagram. and it people got it mm. yeah so I, the question was if you google menopause and click images what do you see and then i said i'll wait mm. now what happens is you get more faces but you get a lot of inf- infographics and a lot of lavender guys what's that about what is that about <laughs> Does smell nice. It does smell nice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see. Yeah. I don't think it's helping me as much as my estragel patch. But you know, it smells nice. Lavender. But that's an old lady herb, so that annoys me. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, and I love lavender. Yeah, lavender reminds me of my mum. I, I, I love it. But my mum is 81. I am not 81. Mm. Do you see? Yeah. Right. So mm. I did. I I did a survey mm. and I asked black women to fill it in. Black British women, because the only research, the last research before that was in 2007, uh, Northamptonshire wanted to survey black British women to find out why they weren't taking HRT as much as white women were. Yeah. And 22 women filled that in and only four of them identified as black British women. And I thought, surely someone with a PhD has done some more research. And it wasn't there. So I did it. Wow. And people filled it in, in droves. Mm-hmm. And what came out of that was the need for more. The thing is, you mentioned about menopause being different for black women. I want to be very clear about the fact that there are differences across cultures in terms of symptoms and in terms of attitude. But the, what unites us is that we all go through it. Mm-hmm. And so why is the default white, right. older, middle class, whatever, why is that the voice? So I decided to put my voice in there. Six years ago, I felt like it was just me. Sure. And the Mm. black women I speak to often say, I thought I was alone. Mm. And it's not because there aren't menopause stories out there. It's because the menopause stories are from a certain demographic and we don't Mm. see ourselves. Mm. And what's really important is that everybody sees themselves. There's a podcast in America, a woman called Amashadi Bernie Scott, and she runs Black Girls Guide to Menopause. And I'd been listening to that for a year. And I thought there needs to be one that is specific. I didn't think this, actually. I lie. Because who sent for me? I wasn't going to be a podcaster. <laughs> In the survey, people were saying there needs to be more information. Mm. I started the Instagram account. Next thing you know, I've bought a mic and I'm looking at it and thinking, I may as well do this. Because I honestly thought somebody else will have done this. Mm. But, you you know, I suppose I felt compelled and I feel really strongly about sharing, about lots of people sharing their stories. Because you can hear the same story from five white women and mm. then hear the same story from a black woman mm. and it resonates for all sorts of reasons. And mm. I feel the same way about lots of communities, but this just happens to be mine. So I started Menopause Whilst Black and we're in our second series. Woo! <laughs> 
can I ask, did your mum talk to you about the menopause at all? No, don't silly. No. This is, no, this is the no theme. No one's mum's talked to them. Well, but this, this is, is a bit. And we cannot blame our mum. No. That's how it was. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We're not being encouraged to talk now, but we're just not, not having it anymore. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I talk to my mum now. My mum finds it fascinating. Well, she finds lots of things fascinating, but she is <laughs> fascinated by the fact that we're even having this discussion. <laughs> She's fascinated about Black Lives Matter. These are things that, that she didn't grow up with. It's it's new. And now we <laughs> can have conversations, but it lasts for 30 seconds and then she'll want to know what's on EastEnders or, you know. Fair enough. But a lot of women say exactly the same thing. So mm. there are. my point is, there are many stories that are similar, but the more women who speak, and women are still scared to speak out. They're scared at work. They don't want people to know their age because patriarchy says we need to celebrate youth and we, and we are celebrated for looking a certain way as opposed mm. to what we can offer. Older women, we offer so much. Exactly. And yet we're, not they try it. to side not having we're it. not having it. And I actually think, I think we offer more. I think, yeah. I, you know, it's like Lou and I have this saying, Karen, it's, um, in fact, um, yes, I've actually bought her Louise a birthday present that is around to this theme. But we just have no fucks left to give. No. I have, don't have, yeah. I don't care. Finally, no. I don't I love care what anyone already. thinks of me. <laughs> yeah, you will do. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't care what anyone thinks of us. Um, no. We just want to do what, you know, makes us happy without obviously hurting anybody else around us. But we also want to educate our daughters and our sons. I think that's the thing. And our work colleagues. I'm not going quietly. Yeah, I'm not no, going yeah. quietly. I'm not. And I, 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 I am. I'm listening to a book at the moment called Untamed. And in it, the the lady that wrote it says that it's at age ten that we start believing our cages. We have to start getting into cages. So that's at the time that you're <sighs> told that you have to be a certain sexual orientation, that you have to dress a certain way that you have to fit into these little boxes, these little cages. That makes me so sad. I know. And finally, in her mid-40s, she fell in love with a woman and divorced her husband and basically escaped her cage. And I just want to make sure that no one in my life and across my life and my acquaintances and my children and anyone I come across, I just don't want to find them in a cage. I don't want anybody in cages anymore. Mm. I think that's important. I think for me, being honest about my journey, whether it's menopause, whether it's leaving teaching and becoming a fashion designer whether it's my mental well-being has been the gift I've given to my own daughters because I do not want them to wait until they are 52 to start being honest with themselves and honest with other people as well I think that's important but it shouldn't have it you know it shouldn't have to be this way Mm. I feel as you do I feel compelled to keep telling my story but also to allow other women to have a voice as well and I feel that because I spent a lot of time being very quiet loud in terms of perhaps the way I dressed loud in terms of I have a very loud laugh but not I never told the truth I was always trying to fit in I was trying to be blacker or whiter or fit into what my partner wanted from me or what I should do at work and it got to the point where at some point you say fuck it I'm not doing this Mm -hmm. and menopause often is that but my Mm -hmm. argument is we could start with that. Ten-year-olds, and it starts much younger than that. Ten, at ten, they they take it yeah. in. But mm. actually, we genderize. we put kids in boxes almost as soon as they come out, yeah. in that what they put on, how we speak about them, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. yeah, I feel that also older women now taking charge and taking control of their own lives empowers younger women to do the same because they see, they see older women and think, oh, 
I want to be that badass. Yeah. I want to be able mm. to do what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it will start younger. I think is that this is the last, these are the last generations. I agree. Please God, you yeah. won't be silent anymore. But our daughters are not putting up with it. No. And, you know, we were all, I mean, you're only a few years older than us, Karen, but so we're all oh, women of the anyway. nine. <laughs> no, no you are, you're 58, aren't you? Yeah, yeah 59. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. I'm f- like losing I'm 50. approaching my 60 <laughs> yeah. and I don't even get a bud pass. Oh. I don't even get a bus pass. Why? That's Why? the only thing I was looking forward Why? to. Is it yeah. got, it's not gone up to Tourist 65, got, has it? No, Tourists got rid of it, didn't they? They got rid Fuck of it. Fuck off. No. Did they? They're wankers. Sorry. Well, we knew that anyway. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. If you're a Tory and you're listening, I'm not fucking sorry. I don't like them. (laughs) I don't mind if you do. That's up to you. We live in a democracy. Fuckers. (laughs) Fucking bus pass. It's like Maggie in the milk. You'll remember that, won't you, Karen? I just, I, do. I, re- I remember, I absolutely ha- do. I, ha- I remember having milk and then not having milk. <laughs> irregular bitches. And now it's time for some words to live by with the irregular bitches poet Donna Ashworth. Perfect is not what I see. When I see the perfect people, perfect is no longer what I see. I see pressure. I see stress. I see strict regimes and unforgiving schedules. I see fear of failure. I see hunger. I see missed fun, empty plates and lives too full with punishing conformity. Most of all, I see a very sad inner child who never imagined a life of living up to everyone else's expectations. When I see the perfect people now, I mostly hope that one day they will get to enjoy the freedom a life without containment can bring, the joy of removing those shackles and letting go of what other people may think of us. These days, I find my perfect in the real, the flawed, the fearless and the raw. For the people who can freely share that part of themselves with others have found something we all chase. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I tell you what, that is a wonderful way of Donna saying, fuck going to the gym today. That's what she's saying in a really beautiful way. Fuck going to the gym today. I don't care about the wrinkles and the rolls. And I don't care about aging. And I don't care about the greys. And I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Perfect is not what we see. Irregular. Bitches. I want to talk to Karen about empty nesting. Oh, God. You know why she wants to talk to you about this, Karen? She's girding her loins for it. My daughter is about to start uni. She's 18. We're having a very different summer. Her name's Lola. We're having a very different summer because she's got a job and she's doing a washing and she's doing a cooking. So it's like having a housemate, which a a lot of that I love, obviously. But I've got this grief. 
this absolute grief inside me. And, you know, I've got a 15 year old son. I've got another one coming along behind, but I'm, I'm struggling and it's end of September she goes and I'm trying really hard to prepare myself. And I just wondered if you had any advice for me, because there'll be plenty of us in this situation listening. Oh, Lou, you look like you're about to cry, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad. I think it's really important to have your own interests and have your own life. But also you've, you've called it grief. I didn't know it was grief. So you're already owning it. You're already, you already know it's coming. Mm. You have to allow that in because you're allowed to grieve your child leaving the house, you know? I think my difficulty was that I had been in a 20-year relationship. It was a difficult ending. So for the past nine years, it had just been me and the girls. And I'd poured my everything into making sure that I had a decent job, making sure I was changing the mortgage. You know, Mm -hmm. everything was around them. Even though we weren't necessarily doing things together, Mm -hmm. they were my absolute focus. So when they left, I was floored. Mm -hmm. Some of them came back. They came back. And then they went away again. But the second time they went away, my youngest daughter moved out finally in... November last year and I was worried I was petrified actually that I it would throw me back into depression Mm. and I was really worried about it being exactly the same way Mm. as five years previous but it wasn't because I knew it was coming okay and I'm Mm. and I'm also happier I wasn't in a I'm not in a stressful job I on the whole I'm doing kinds of things that I like to do my boundaries are better I'm a different person Mm -hmm. so I I honestly feel that the fact that you know that this is grief that you've owned it as grief is part of the journey but don't try and suppress it you're allowed to cry you're allowed I cried buckets when my youngest she's 26 by the way <laughs> when she <laughs> left when she left the second time because you know I missed having her around but that's normal yeah. Yeah. you're gonna do that you know you will be absolutely fine I would say when you're happy with yourself mm-hmm. it is easier to let your children go because you know that They've got to. Because I am excited for her. I'm really yeah. excited, you know, for everything she's got ahead of her. It's making me feel yeah, really emotional. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And I've me got, too. I mean, mine are, mine are only babies, but yeah. It's you know, I too, I too went through a difficult breakup 10 years ago now, but it, I was focused at the time and it's like I focused in even harder to, to yeah. ensure that their, mm. their path was as smooth as possible, as we all do. But it was, it was a trauma, definitely, for all of us. And it is trauma. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if you, I thought that keeping that to myself and appearing really strong and doing all the stuff Hmm. meant that I would protect my children, you know, but actually I will say hands down, the best thing I've done is to be me Hmm. because it allows them Hmm. to be them. It gives them, if I practice self-care and I recognize my worth and I do that and I put boundaries in place and all those kinds of things. It means that my girls watch that and see that they can do the same thing. You can t- tell people, you can tell your kids till you're blue in the face, do this, do that. But if you do something else, mm. they're going to do something else. So mm. I can tell mm. my girls, study hard, get a job, yada, yada. Mm. One, I don't believe that anyway. But two, <laughs> um, no, live your life, man. Be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Thank you. You're welcome. You are punk rock, Karen. (laughs) Love a punk rock. I've just been telling all of my friends. I'm going to say this is going to be awful. I'm going to need your support. (laughs) I'm going to be round drinking wine, having a good cry. Please be ready for it. (laughs) That's basically what I've done. You'll need that too. Yeah. 
You'll need that too. Mm. And that's fine. Mm. Allow the grief in. Yeah. Because it will come in and then it will go out again. And you'll be like, and then your relationship, when she comes back, oh my God, Mm. so much. It's honestly, it's it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. You won't care about the the washing she brings back. I won't. You'll be like, give me the washing. (laughs) Bring it in. Bring the washing. (laughs) I've made you spaghetti carbonara, which is our favourite every day. Yeah, you will. I will put extra soft rinse in so it smells like (laughs) mummy washing. (laughs) Even honestly, my mum doesn't even use soft rinse. And her washing still smells like mummy washing. It definitely has does a smell, that. doesn't it? Yeah. It has a smell. That's quite funny because my girls like, like, it's particularly my eldest, she will smell things and say, oh, mum, that smells like you. Lovely. You know? So, yeah. Mummy wash, mummy wash. Um, Karen, is there anything that you've? I mean, we are literally like on the steepest learning curve about the menopause and also about midlife. But is there anything that you've learned that's really resonated that you had no idea about? I mean, mine are kind of things like diet and supplement and things like what cruciferous vegetables and how important they are for menopausal <laughs> women. I mean, I know it's a boring light bulb, but it was a light bulb, and now I'm like twenty eight quid lighter because I've had to order some dim supplements. But is there anything that you you've discovered along the way that was a bit of a light bulb moment for you the first thing was about menopause being different for women of color that's the first thing but Mm. i will say that i assumed that menopause was maybe four symptoms Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day Mm -hmm. and i and i also thought i didn't make i didn't think that anxiety i didn't know that anxiety and depression could be part of the menopause and Mm. with retrospect I might have done things differently. I might have advocated for myself better. Mm. But the biggest thing is for people listening is that menopause doesn't hit everybody the same way. Mm. People ask for your advice and all the rest of it. And if I say, oh, yeah, I take this supplement. For other people, it doesn't work. I think the most important thing is to know you. A couple of things that I guess worked for me in terms of my mental well-being, but I think have also moved into my menopause are learning mindful meditation. But also I think about moving your body. I have dance training, so my degree is performing arts. So I've always been I can tell. Oh my God. I've always been. Lou, what did I say to you? What did I say to you the other day on the phone? I said, I've just been looking at Karen dancing on her feed. I said, she, I'm really hating her right now because I cannot dance anymore. And I was a dancer too. I can't dance without looking like a mum dancer. And you still look really groovy. And I was like, how's she doing that? So yeah, dance was my specialism. Yeah, you can, you can really tell. Sarah, yeah. not only do you look like a mum dancer, but you've just used the word groovy, which makes me sound even more of a mum. It's true. It's true. It's true. I've got to say how it is, Karen. (laughs) Sometimes I slut drop just to embarrass my kids. Well, I try. I slut drop. I get down there. I can't get up again. No, exactly. I was going to say. (laughs) My knees can't do that. My knees can't do that. But certainly I feel it's really important Mm -hmm. to stretch. And that's something that I've consistently done before I realised that that was a thing that Mm. I should be doing. I'm not very good at doing what I'm told Mm -hmm. to do. I've made myself completely unemployable for a start. <laughs> but I love if I, if someone says, "Oh, you should do this," I, there's a little part of me like, "No, I won't." You know, <laughs> definitely not. You've now said that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really glad that this is something that is embedded into my routine anyway. You know, so um, know yourself, listen to your body, and what you decide to do for menopause is down to you. It's nobody else's business. Where did you train? Were you a professional dancer, Karen? No, I wasn't a dancer. I was a dance teacher. Ah. And I, so I trained at 
what is now De Montfort University, but was Leicester Poly. Leicester, yeah. Uh-huh. And I did dance, drama, music and arts admin, although I never never really went to arts admin. And I loved dance. The minute I found out, I because I'd always done drama at school, I, le- I played the piano to grade eight, so I'd done all this stuff. So I thought, what can I do at uni that's going to, you know, that I can just carry on having fun? I Perfect. thought it was going to be like fame. It really wasn't. No one danced on any tables. <laughs> you know, fame came More out the, the year I went to uni. Yeah, fame came out that year. So I went to see it I in summer fame. and I was convinced. I've watched it so many times. I oh. was convinced that it was going to be like that. It really wasn't. Life needs to be more fame. Is that fame the movie, Karen, that yes. you saw that came? Because let's talk, like, uh, the, the movie for me is like so much. The Kids from Fame series was fabulous. But the movie, it's at the end when she starts singing, I sing the body electric. I'm a goner. Oh, That's me. No. I'm down. I'm out. It's the oh, bit it, where it, the ballet dancer has the termination. Yeah. She's talking about all the roles she's going to. Oh, my God. I love that film. So much. Anybody who hasn't seen Fame, I mean, it's an absolute classic. I had the piano sheet music. I knew all mm-hmm. the words. I got love the it. leg warmers that up, uh, mate. Oh, and then I taught it. dance in school. So I taught dance for 17 years and then moved across to pastoral. And did you ever say, right here's where you start paying in sweat? <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me you did. Lie, lie if necessary. <laughs> Unfortunately, in secondary schools, that doesn't go down very well. Oh, no. <laughs> God, I oh, love her. Boring. She was amazing. Um, now, so, obviously, you're a fellow podcaster and you've had some fabulous guests. Have there been, um, who's been the most enlightening guest that you've had that you've gone, I mean, obviously, that's like trying to oh, pick a child. But I know it's like, yeah. okay, give us, give us a smattering of them then. Like, give us an overview. I suppose my first guest was Pamela Windell, hormone coach. And mm-hmm. she looked always have a special place in my heart one because she was first but also she has a wealth of knowledge if you do she has a wealth of knowledge anyway but if you don't necessarily want to go the hrt hormone replacement Mm -hmm. route she's a i've sent loads of people you know i like to think i have anyway her way so i really love her is she Um, on instagram on me yes pamela windale hormone coach i'm gonna find we are doing a way we're doing a where you're happy event next week so um i'm looking forward to that But also, you know what I love? I love talking to women. It's the voices. It's the voices. It's not any particular person, you know. Mm. Mm. And it's knowing, it's starting on the same page. It's the little things, whether it's a type of food, whether it's the country their parents are from, whether it's the way they were brought up. And they're not all the same. You know, we're not a monolith. But certainly that kind of, you know, listening and finding out about the different ways that perimenopause and menopause can affect people. In the grand Mm. scheme of things, I always used to say, oh, well, I'm fine because my physical symptoms weren't that awful. But I conveniently forget that I had to leave my job and I had two years of anxiety and depression, you know, Mm. and I've, do you know what I mean? So I feel like listening to women, you know, talk about their what they've been through and them having a voice is is just it's been the joy it feels it almost feels too easy mm. in the sense mm. that i just think well it's just two black women chatting what, what what's the big deal you know i know what you mean mm. is this work is it work exactly like the, big, the big deal <laughs> is that it hasn't happened before and i have a special place yeah. in my heart for omi because black girl's guide to menopause was my blueprint in a sense i right listened mm. to her for a year you know not really thinking i mean she has a different approach but it was obviously it's very american but we have become mm. good across the water uh, friends yeah 
we touched briefly on dancing and did you know louise did you know mm. that menopause whilst black has a spotify list I'm <laughs> i so did not jealous. well spotted i know i want to know what's on the spotify list Karen. do we need an irregular bitches spotify list what do you reckon? maybe <laughs> maybe if we're allowed to pinch that idea <laughs> oh i'm sure lots of people i think i pinched it from what goes around podcast which a, a, fr- a friends of mine Eamon and diane run mm-hmm. which is about music and they have a but they have a spotify playlist for every guest and i was a guest on their podcast Mm -hmm. but i just love as you know i really love dancing and i feel believe strongly in the power of movement and dancing to lift your mood as well Mm -hmm. and so one of the questions i ask is what's your what's the one tune that if you were sitting down and it came on you'd have to get up and dance and they're the tunes i mean many of many of my guests can't choose just one but they're right. the tunes that go on the list i need to know yours now mine is a little known track called glide by pleasure and it's on the it's on the playlist spotifying that when i get off it's on the playlist perfect it's memories it's yeah it's everything it's wonderful i have many but that's one of them another one i see there you go. Yeah. another one is just fine by mary j Blige. oh i love and mary somewhere j. on the internet i yeah. am dancing to that on one of my feeds amazing oh, oh, i'm, I'm looking really cool while you do it yeah i, <laughs> I, like I still look cool when i dance uh, lou what about you what's your I can, I, there is no way on the spot I can come up with one. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk. I've there you go. Come up already. Uptown, Uptown Funk yeah. I have to it. dance to. So there we go. That's That would be my off the top of the head. Mine is so embarrassing, but I own it. Don't say YMCA. No, don't stop moving by S Club oh, 7. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Love I mean, it. It's got the Love it's it. got the Billy it's got the Billy Jean sample for a start, hasn't it? Do, Love it. Do do, do, and she's singing, do. ladies she's and gentlemen. She's yeah, and she's looking like a mum while she does it. Yeah, she Come is. On. She's looking groovy. groovy. <laughs> oh, God. Anything else itching to get out, Sarah? Um, I just wanted to know holistically what what's Karen's go to would be because um, I know that you, that interests you quite a lot. Your holistic therapies and dance therapies. Her face doesn't look happens. like it interests her at all. Is it not? I did. I did research this. Oh no, she's thinking. See, she's thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> it's probably the mindfulness, isn't it? It is. I, I think I think that I'm I want to make it clear that I'm an advocate for every woman doing what is right for them. Mm. So I'm not you should do this and you should yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Because first of all, it's none of my damn business. Mm. And so I will do what's right for me, whatever that might be. However, the game changers for me have been learning mindful meditation, being gifted the silence basically, because Mm. I feel that when I'm silent, the answers appear. Mm. And often we don't have that. But also another thing I do is gratitude. It sounds really wanky. Oh no, I do gratitude. I love it. I love it. Just in terms of noticing the little things and no matter what is happening and how shit I feel my life is, I don't by the way. I'm here. Many people didn't make it this far. Yeah. Right. I didn't imagine myself being this age. I, I, you know, I, I feel, I feel great and I feel that it's a privilege to be here. And so gratitude and mindful meditation for anybody, not, you know, mm. I think it should be taught yeah. in schools, but don't get me started on yeah. the school curriculum. Uh, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> absolutely. We won't go there. Yeah. That's absolutely the perfect note to end on because uh, we are so <laughs> grateful to you, <laughs> Karen. So thank you so much. That's very good. That was smooth. Oh, smooth. Any, anyone would think she was a TV <laughs> presenter once, eh? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
you. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. you. Oh, honestly, we really, really have enjoyed it. Now, you can follow Karen on Instagram. She is at Menopause Whilst Black. Podcast is of the same name. Also, any other socials we need to name check, Karen. And point us all in the direction of your vintage clothes store, please, because I need that. Oh, so I, so I, um, I'm the Karen Arthur. Yeah. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. I I also my website is changing, which is why I'm going. I uh, 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 uh. right. <laughs> but if you Google, if you put thekarenarthur.com, all things Karen Arthur come up. Amazing. But if you follow either Menopause Whilst Black, if you're into menopause, mm-hmm. the Karen Arthur is where that's me, and I talk about all sorts yeah. on there. A lot of fashion, a lot of dancing, a lot of me being me. It's all good. Wonderful. Perfect. Please never change. And uh, time for us to float off on a cloud of starflower and estrogen patches now. But thank you to our wonderful prod squad, Factory Originals, to the composer of our catchy theme tune, Choposaurus, and of course to Karen for giving us for giving us her time, expertise, and wisdom. Last thanks go to my co-pilot on this midlife ride, Louise Mitchell. She likes to get the last word in. Always, and that's always. Stay cool, bitches. Irregular. Bitches. Okay, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I don't feel great about the fact that I've been using products that have been treated with bleach up my vagina. So I was very excited about being able to partner up with Yopi, a period care company. They use only high quality, environmentally friendly ingredients and materials, which make them plastic free, cruelty free and vegan. Woohoo! The packaging looks pretty sexy too, so you can strut across the office proudly showing off your period care. I love it. All you have to do is answer a simple quiz and Yopi will formulate the perfect package of period care and PMS supplements because, let's face it, Lou, one size does not fit all. It certainly does not. And you don't need to worry about sending people out to get period products for you as they're tailored to your cycle and delivered in a lush box straight through your letterbox. That's not a euphemism. So please head over to yoppy.com slash irregular bitches that's y-o-p-p-i-e dot com slash irregular bitches to get 50% off your first two orders when you sign up for a subscription to any product plus you can even earn rewards by referring your friends and shipping's free irregular bitches Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.